Welcome to the Cornerstone Church Kingston podcast channel. It's great to have you tuning in. Uh, We are working our way through animals of the Bible, and this is our kids and family edition, and it's great that you are tuning in. I hope you've been able to listen to past ones and that you've enjoyed them. We are going to be thinking today about the fish, and I'm here as ever with Pete and Ben. Hello. And uh, resident fish experts. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be chatting. Well, I have to say, if you go fishing, that... There's nothing more exciting than when your line goes, you know, pulls and no. and you're pulling on the fish for the first time. And then the panic of, am I going to be able to get it in? Uh, is it is it going to go for the weeds and hide yeah. and pull and break? And it's quite exciting. Yeah, and there's isn't a it? man versus nature thing yeah. there, isn't there? It's not a computer mm. game. It's not. You know, no, no, no. Fake you feel the know. thing, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to begin with um, some questions. I've got three questions about fish okay uh they're a combination of true and false and uh just asking questions so here we go see how much you know about fish true or false there is a fish that can crawl over land well it's true it's good wow yeah i know it's true yeah you know you know it's true i do know yeah okay wow you've seen it not in the flesh ah well there's an eel that can does it Mm -hmm. so eels do it there's a lung fish that will uh, yeah, come out of the uh, out of the, the the land and live sort of under the mud. Yeah. Amazing. Um, uh, yeah. There's all kinds of fish that can do that. Well, here here's one called the spotted climbing perch, <laughs> and apparently it's <laughs> able to gulp oxygen from the air, uh, and it crawls over land using its strong pectoral fins. Mm. Yeah. So it's got like huge pectoral muscles mm. and it's crawling. Mm. It sort of crawls itself along. Isn't Just that amazing? To get food I think it's to no, find extra water. They go from one pond to another to yeah. another yeah, oh, when it's right. drying up. That's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Fantastic. So some fish can crawl. Yep. It would be the equivalent of us swimming the channel to go to live in France, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, to find another, a better life. Yep. Um, right, question number two. Which can live longer? Cats, dogs, or lobsters? I think I know the answer. but I, I think it could be the lobster. Yeah, I, I think a lobster can do something like 30 years i've got a yeah i'd go for lobster idea. i think i think it can yeah. you're, but you're both absolutely right it can live over 20 years so mm. i guess perhaps even up to 30 years and cats and dogs uh, yeah don't live as long as that that's amazing isn't it so it's better to have a pet lobster have a pet lobster in the bath still have it when you're grown up yeah yeah okay here we go um who has the better taste on their tongue is it a human or is it a catfish Well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, my first thought is I don't know how you would actually measure uh, a catfish's ability to taste <laughs> things, but I, I've got a feeling that the human taste system is amazingly sophisticated. So mm. I, I would say humans better. I think I'd say human, um, simply because I'm not sure if a catfish works on the basis of taste. It does work on the basis of electrical impulses from its um from its uh what do you call these things your whisker things. oh right yeah uh so i i think uh i, I know l- there are lots of animals with better tastes than us mm-hmm. like a pig does mm-hmm. but um so I'm, I'm i'm gonna go human mm, interesting okay so it comes down to how many taste buds you have mm. that's how this is just decided it humans have nine thousand taste buds on their tongue and catfish have over 27,000 wow. taste buds on their tongues. And that must taste awful <laughs> for yeah. them. Yeah. They're just tropesing around in 
down the bottom pond water because they they only really get to taste about five things in their lives yeah like mud weed luncheon meat what a waste <laughs> of all <laughs> those it, isn't it or, mean, or maybe if you have twenty seven thousand taste buds all those things taste amazing exactly right. luncheon meat yeah. we just t- taste the rather fat and gristle <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> but maybe there's the yeah. more complexity yeah. in a lump of luncheon meat yeah. there you go so some uh, fish can crawl they take they have better taste buds than amazing. humans yeah and uh, lobsters can live a long time. There you go. Yeah, yeah. it's lovely. And they, I mean, they are worth <clears> looking at, aren't they? They're some of the first. They're some of the first pets that people often get. Little goldfish and stuff. Mm. And they're, they're often there in the corner of rooms. You can watch them and look at them. There's lots, lots to learn from fish. Uh, we're going to just think about one or two ways in which the Bible talks about fish. And there are lots of things that we can think about. But perhaps the most famous story. Uh, is the story of the big fish that came up to swallow Jonah, isn't it? And it's a great, it's a great Bible story, isn't it? And and loved by so many people, mm. but um, is true and uh, has a lot of a lot of powerful uh, things for us to learn from. So Jonah is a prophet of the living God, but he's not a very good one <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't want to take the message that God is sending to uh, the Ninevites. Mm. Now, the funny thing about the Ninevites is um, they sort of worshipped fish and their priests, sort of the holy men that were purported, you know, saying, you know, listen to God, Mm. would dress up in great big fish uniforms, (laughs) uh, you know, a bit like sort of, you know, uh, fancy dress thing. And their head would come out of the fish's mouth (laughs) and they would speak the word of the fish, the word of God from the fish's mouth. Yeah. So it's interesting that God calls Jonah. Jonah says, I don't want to go, gets on a boat, ends up being thrown off the boat and swallowed by a fish. And God takes him to Nineveh and spews him out. Mm. And he goes and tells the word of God to the Ninevites. Mm. So he's come out of the fish mouth and speaks the very word of God. Mm. So it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It makes me think that, you know, next year at the Monster Mash party you know mm. that we just had someone could come yeah. in that costume couldn't they? yeah that would be a great <laughs> costume great, yeah. yeah yeah but um it's such a great story isn't it because the lord has prepared this creature of the deep this great fish uh who maybe was created for that very purpose to swallow jonah to teach him a lesson and then to throw him up and mm. i just love the imagery of jonah <laughs> uh on the sand waking up in just a puddle of fish guts <laughs> you know having absolutely learned his lesson and uh, and yet god has been so gracious to him to give him another chance and he he then goes off smelling a fish to uh, to proclaim the lord's word um, it makes you um it makes you love jesus more though because jesus wasn't like jonah mm. when when the father sent jesus and said jesus you go into the world to tell them about me and to die for their sins he wasn't like jonah he didn't no. run away and he didn't have to be swallowed by a, a, a big fish to come into the world, but he he decided to straight away and wanted to come uh, because he wanted because he loves us. Yeah, absolutely. But Jesus uses Jonah as a picture of himself, which is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because he wasn't like Jonah. Yeah. Except that Jonah went into the fish, down into the belly of the fish, and basically dies, mm. and then is spewed up like a sort of coming alive again, resurrection, mm. to come and tell the word of God. And Jesus uses that about himself, doesn't he? He he says, I, like Jonah, you know, die 
and then I will rise again so that he can bring the good news of God, the message of God, mm. which is that we can be right with God because Jesus has died and risen again. Yeah. yeah. And then he tells us to be fishers of men is what he tells us. <laughs> yeah. He wants us to go and fish with this message about Jesus and catch people and tell them about Jesus mm. and, ma- and make them Christians. Um, which is a which is a great picture, isn't it, of, of what we do? And and every time you're in church and your Sunday school teacher is teaching you about Jesus, they're trying to catch and um, bring you into God's family and, and teach you about the Lord Jesus. And it's amazing when Jesus talks about Jonah, he picks up on both of those things, um, both what he's come to do and what it means for the world in the sense you've just been talking about. Um, so this is this is Matthew twelve. Um, verse 40 and jesus says for as jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish i love that little detail in the belly of a huge fish so the son of man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth and there he is talking about his death Hmm. he's going to die for us on the cross take all the all the wrong and all the mess that we've done on the cross and then he's going to go into the heart of the earth and paying for our sins and then he's going to rise again and then it says the men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now one greater than Jonah is here. Mm. Um, and so he's saying, look, you know that story yeah. of the great fish. And when they heard the message of Jonah, um, they repented of their sin. Um, now one greater than Jonah is mm. here, the mm. son of God who's going to die and rise. This is the sign for the world. Mm. If you don't believe then that generation are going to stand up and say, we just had a stinky fish prophet and we repented. <laughs> who didn't you really like son- us. <laughs> you had the son of the living God standing yeah. among Who you. loves us. Who loves you and died yeah. and you didn't repent. Um, and so that be- the fish becomes a, like a, a warning, doesn't it? Like return from your sins, repent while you can, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. So they're all the things a fish reminds us of. So mm. when you go fishing, uh, if you're old enough, Get your dad to take you fishing. Mm. If not, Tom and myself will <laughs> take you out. Perhaps we ought to arrange a fishing trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's very exciting catching a fish, and it doesn't really harm them, and you can put them back. Uh, um, but a fish reminds us of all of these things, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Okay, thank you for tuning in, and I uh, hope you enjoyed our fishy podcast. Uh, we are going to be doing another animal next week, both a full-length version and a shorter version, and uh, it would be great Uh, if you could tune in and listen to that and uh, you can browse our website cornerstonechurchkingston.org and you can have a look at all kinds of other uh, resources and goodies on there so thank you for listening today